welcome to the Veterinary Financial Podcast, where we discuss financial freedom and whole life success. I'm Meredith Jones, an emergency vet in Virginia. And I'm Willie Bidot, a lab animal specialist in California. And I'm Chris Bidwell, a veterinarian in Virginia. I work in at-home end-of-life care. This is a very special roundtable episode of the Veterinary Financial Podcast. The three of us, Willie, Chris, and I, are all admins and moderators of a Facebook group called Debt-Free Vets. And we're celebrating a major milestone today. We recently reached 10,000 members. So we decided to get together and celebrate back in October when we reached 10,000 members. And just before recording this episode, we reached 11,000. And we actually have veterinarians and veterinary students from 97 countries around the world, which is just amazing. We started the group back in 2016, and it has grown exponentially over the last couple of years, largely through word of mouth. And so thank you so much to everyone who has shared the group or invited their friends to join over the past six years. And so I wanted to give you a little bit of background for why we started the Debt-Free Vets Facebook group. Back in 2012, they discontinued subsidized graduate loans. So veterinary students started to accumulate interest the entire time that they were in vet school. There were also increases in the tuition rates that went on for several years around that time. Back in 2013, there was actually a New York Times article, and (laughs) seeing how much demand there is now for vets is kind of crazy to look back several years ago and hear this title. It was high debt and falling demand trap new vets. So they were actually talking about how student debt was such a big problem in the profession. And at the time, there was a little bit of a decline in the demand for veterinarians. And so it was talking about that. In 2014, I paid off my student debt. And while I was paying off my student debt, I used to listen to financial podcasts and work on my side hustle at the same time. Then I started thinking about how I might be able to help other people pay off their debt or help other people feel more confident with their personal finances. So I decided to take a financial coaching course back in 2016. That was the same year that the Fix the Debt Summit happened at Michigan State University. There were all of these conversations going on in the profession that were kind of in the ivory tower. And they were talking about how student debt and personal finance in general had become such big pain points in the veterinary profession. But vets and vet students, they weren't talking about student debt or about personal finance amongst themselves. So the idea with starting the Debt-Free Vets Facebook group was to create a place where these conversations could happen. And so... Chris and Willie, who is the Debt-Free Vets Facebook group for? It's for vet students and veterinarians that want to ask money questions. There's definitely a lot of other questions that have come up in the group, but the idea was mostly uh, about finances. So we do get quite a bit of questions about student debt and salaries since there has been a weird trend of salaries just going up and up and up right now. I think it's also a safe place for students and vets to talk about their debt, their debt concerns, their finances 
without hopefully feeling judged or feeling like they need to be embarrassed or ashamed. You know, it's also a place to share the good news of, you know, if you've paid off your debt, that's a great thing. And that's a a place to share it, both because, you know, other people will celebrate with you, but also it kind of brings a light of hope to those people that are currently buckling under their debt and saying, this is impossible to get out from under. But no, we have people getting out from under it. And every time they pipe up and say, hey, I managed to pull this off, it's kind of like saying, you know, we can all do this. Yeah, absolutely. It's interesting because of the title of the group, we get comments sometimes at exhibit halls talking to industry reps in the past, and they have said, debt-free vets, well, that's an oxymoron. (laughs) And it's like, well, yeah, you could look at it that way. But the way that I look at it is the title of the group is aspirational. You know, we're all going to be student debt-free someday. And... It might take 20 to 25 years for it to happen, or it might happen quickly, but we're all going to be debt-free someday. So it's really an aspirational title. Some people also have this misconception that it's just about debt. And I've had people say, oh, well, I would join your group, but I don't have student debt, so it's not for me. And it's like, really, we talk about all sorts of things. We talk a lot about Willie's favorite subject, contracts, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> job offers, personal finance topics. And the other thing that is a misconception with the title is that, and we've had colleagues in the group actually say to each other, oh, well, I can't believe you're doing income-driven repayment for your student debt and having your student debt forgiven. It's a debt-free vets group. And so that's another misconception is it's really not about anyone having one certain student debt repayment strategy or one way of looking at personal finance or student debt at all. It's really the idea that we've created this group so that colleagues have a place to talk about these subjects amongst themselves. I think that's actually really important to emphasize because there have been a couple of times that We've run into people who say, well, if you're not doing everything you can at every moment to get rid of your debt, then what are you even doing in this group? And that's not solely what the group is about. In fact, if we were to change the name of the group to Veterinary Financial Discussion Group, the goals of the group wouldn't change. Just the name. I like the name the way it is, but uh, (laughs) it's a place to talk about finances. And unfortunately, student debt is the one financial discussion that binds almost all of us together. You know, we all have it or had it with very, very few exceptions, especially in the United States. And going back to student debt, you know, when I joined the group and I still have student debt, so I really never thought of it as, oh, they're free vets. I just aspire to be debt free at some point. So yeah, and I definitely see those comments. Isn't this a debt free vets group? Why are you talking about student debt? And it's like, well, fortunately, a lot of vets that are graduating now graduate with student debt. And that is in everybody's mind that, you know, has six figures, which me and my wife was also a veterinarian had six figures. And the reason why I joined the group and now I'm a moderator for the group is because I was stressed about those student loans and I wanted to learn more about finances. So yeah, and that's how, you know, I reached out to Meredith and certainly have become a money nerd since. Yeah. And so 
back in 2016 when I started the group. And Chris, help me remember, because my memory is fuzzy on this, about how you became a moderator. Did I just ask you or uh, how did that go? If I'm remembering correctly, because we were working together doing overnights at an emergency hospital, and you came to me and told me that you wanted to start this group, what it was about, and asked if I would be interested in joining on, helping to moderate. And I absolutely believe in the mission statement, even if I sometimes feel like I don't have a whole lot to add from a you know financial knowledge point of view, it was something that I, uh, that I certainly agreed very strongly with. And so, yeah, I, I wanted to be on board. Yeah. And Willie, we added you, I believe it was actually back in 2020. And Chris and I, we were still working together at that point at the emergency hospital in I remember starting to get really burnt out in 2020 and Chris actually said to me at some point, I think we need another moderator because I think I was, something happened on the group that was controversial and I think I was just kind of at my wit's end. And so when Willie sent me a message about helping with the group and how could he get involved, I was ready at that point to bring someone else on board. And so... Yeah, it was about 2018 when I finished my residency. So I started making real money and I just started hearing a bunch of podcasts, reading books. And I think it was either 2019 or 2020 when I had already been a member of the Deaf Free Vets. And I think one thing that triggered it was that somebody asked for resources and somebody shared books and different podcast shows. And I started hearing some of those podcast shows and I was like, Man, whoever shared these resources was amazing. So I, I just wanted to be more involved in this group. And I sent you a message. Can't remember what exactly it said, but it probably said something. Hey, I really like the group. I want to be more involved. And yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. <laughs> so Willie, can you talk about what are some of the most common questions that we get from members of the group? So yeah, so of course, one of the big ones is student debt, and those are complicated, just same as personal finances, you know, it's personal, you can be in very different circumstances. We were talking earlier about income driven repayment methods, and some people frown upon using that strategy. But again, similar to investing, people use different strategies for investing. So that happens with student loans. contracts, (laughs) negotiating contracts, you know, with that comes salary, production, other benefits as PTO. So production, unfortunately, production has evolved so much that you read some contracts that you can't even understand what exactly the production percentage is because they have so many different tiers. So we get quite a few questions about production, usually asking, I make this amount of money for the hospital how much should I make? And there's always debates with the numbers we see are between 20 and 28%. But you have to take under account the whole benefits package. So it's a little bit difficult conversation. But again, you can see the threads of hundreds of comments of people just chiming in on what 20% sounds like a lot. And everybody's like, no, that's a good number. Or actually, I get more and whatnot. So Sometimes it turns to a debate or a fight. Sometimes it's a great conversation going on. And yeah, big ticket items like buying uh, houses, you know, getting a loan for the house. Those those are questions that we uh, typically get. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And from students, one of the biggest questions is 
how to minimize their student debt. The line for joining the group, because we don't let pre-vet students in, but once someone has been accepted to vet school is when they are allowed to join. And so we have folks who come in and say, oh, I'm trying to decide between these two vet schools that I've been admitted to, or they will come on and say, oh, I'm going to this particular high-priced school, and how do I minimize my student debt? And so lots of good advice given in those situations. Another thing that comes up is there are good and bad things about colleagues giving each other advice. (laughs) So it can be great because we can all share our own experiences and we can say, oh, you know, this is how I went about finding a mortgage, or this is how I went about paying off this particular loan, or use our experience to talk about career changes, things like that, or side hustles as well. But it can also be a bad thing. And what I mean by that is that the advice you get from your colleagues isn't always going to be good advice, and it isn't always going to be applicable to you. And you always, with any financial advice, no matter who it comes from, whether it's a colleague, a financial advisor, some other expert out there, you always have to do your own due diligence and make sure that the advice is relevant to you and also make sure that the advice is going to be something that you can implement in your own life. And that's something that comes up as a controversial topic sometimes is just how to handle student debt. And we hear a lot of opinions on that as well. Any other thoughts there? I think it helps whenever someone is giving advice to, if they don't outright say it, kind of imagine in your head that they have added on to the end of it, this is what worked for me. And I think that that's not just financial advice, really. I think that that's any advice that you get from anyone. If someone's giving advice, then presumably they're recommending something that worked for them, but nothing is one size fits all. So just because something worked for you doesn't mean it's going to work for somebody else. And so even if somebody doesn't say, I'm giving this advice because it worked for me, just assume, you know, that worked for that person. It may or may not work for you. And like Meredith said, do your due diligence. Mm -hmm. I love that comment because sometimes, you know, as a moderator, I look at a comment, I'm like, Oh my God, that's horrible advice. And I'm, I'm going to put a comment myself, but then, you know, 20 other people have commented and, and gave some good advice. So it's like, oh, there's a mix of what I think is good or bad. But again, what I think might not be the appropriate thing for that person who made the initial post. Yeah, absolutely. You know, while you were talking about what vet students are worried about, what I really like about the group is also you start seeing the evolution of veterinary medicine. As far as, you know, the main concern for students was student debt. But now we're seeing students post in their third year of vet school, like, hey, I just got this offer. And some of them are amazing offers that I probably had to work five years in practice to get that offer when I got out. Mm -hmm. So it's just amazing how you see that evolution of, yeah, student debt is a big concern. But now these kids are getting offers in third year. And I can't even imagine Some of them haven't even gone to clinics yet. Yeah, it's amazing. And that's the thing is I mentioned that article from back in 2013. There was a little bit of a decrease in demand for veterinarians at that time. And now we have this huge, huge demand to the point where third-year students are getting 
job offers. And those are firm job offers with a contract. Yeah, I remember getting done with my internship and having to go job hunting. <laughs> and now it's it's almost job avoiding. The jobs are coming to you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I finished my internship in 2009. And so <laughs> there's, there's probably been no other time in recent history where it was harder to find a job right out of internship. It used to be, and it is the case now, where if you do an internship, you can pretty much write your ticket and go wherever you'd like to go. But it wasn't back then. Well, and right now that the market is really in favor of the job seeker, you know, if you have the skills and especially the willingness to work longer hours or unusual hours and to relocate, you're a hot commodity. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It is just amazing. And so, Chris, you are really the one who ends up chiming in quite a bit when we have a controversial post or when we need a post to be moderated. And this happens both internally amongst ourselves when we're talking about a post where we think there might be an argument coming or more publicly on the group. Yeah, I'm the don't make me turn this car around, Dad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, because we do have a lot of topics that can get people worked up, you know, that are emotional for some people that people feel very strongly about. And the number one rule in the group is to keep it civil. And I think a lot of people don't realize when they are getting more emotional about a topic that they are starting to lose that civility. They start speaking from the heart. They start speaking from emotion or while well, posting. And we've seen some arguments start. We've seen some things said that probably shouldn't be said. Right now, a huge topic for this is the student loan forgiveness, the proposed legislation that would remove some student loan debt. And there are a lot of people very happy about this, but there are some people that aren't happy about this, particularly some people that have already paid off their debt for whom this would do nothing. And it's a subject that is very easy to get very upset about because this is something that potentially can have a big impact and potentially could have had a big impact if you're someone that's already paid off your debt. It could have had a big impact before and now has no impact, and it's hard not to get a little disgruntled about that. The important thing to remember is that we're all in this together. We're not fighting against each other here, and we need to make sure when we make our opinions known that we do so in a way that does not invite argument, that's not attacking other people, so that I don't have to step in and make a lengthy post about how that's not okay. Another one, and this is, of course, at this point... The student loan forgiveness and politics are pretty much the same thing. Politics are a huge deal in any forum. You know, pretty much every group that is not explicitly a political group has some sort of no politics rule. We have that as well. But at the same time, you know, we have to acknowledge that there are some topics that are inherently political. And finance is one of them, particularly in the United States, how things like taxes, debt, how all of that is managed, is a political discussion. And so it's kind of a fine line between discussing these inherently political topics and discussing our political views. Discussing these inherently political topics is what we're here for. Getting into fights over our political views and over our political parties is not. But it happens. You know, it is inevitable that someone is going to at some point say, this is my opinion on this subject, and those darn 
insert political party here, are wrong, are idiots, and the people that support them are wrong or idiots, and then you get a fight. And we've had to remove posts for that. We've had to shut down posts for that. It's going to happen. It's unfortunate, but it's one of the big hot button issues. You know, we also talked a little bit earlier about the idea that, you know, this group is for removal of all debt, which that's not entirely what the group is for, but that's one of the things that we get some heated opinions on is that's not a debt strategy that I think should work and I'm going to fight about it, but it's not a one size fits all approach. And then, of course, there's the group rules. We do have some ads, some referral posts and things like that, and those are specifically forbidden in the group rules. You know, we do have to remove those. One topic that has come up recently is feelings on the celebratory posts that we mentioned at the beginning here with, you know, the people that are saying, hey, I've managed to pay off my debt. This is very exciting. And for some people, we have seen that, you know, that kind of feels like it's being put in their face that this one person succeeded and they haven't. But again, I think personally that those are great. Because it's an opportunity for us to say, if this person did it, so can I. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but eventually I can get to where they did. It hasn't been a big problem, but those are a couple of discussions that have gotten a little bit heated at times. And that comes back to that kind of tunnel vision that some folks have about student debt repayment strategies. There's a camp of folks who think, I'm paying off my debt, and so, so should everybody, even if they have to go live in a box. And one thing is that some of the folks who graduated many years ago, and I sit here as a person who graduated 14 years ago, so I'm no spring chicken there, but some folks who graduated a long time ago don't realize that the game has changed with student debt. When I graduated, all of my debt, and it was six figures, but it was very low six figures, and my average interest rate was 3% versus some folks have easily 7% interest rates today. And that's not unusual at all. A lot of folks accumulated a ton of interest while they were in school. With the COVID pause, we haven't seen interest accumulate over the last two going on three years now, but it is something that in the past has been a setback for a lot of folks just while they were in school, twenty to $40,000 worth of just interest accumulated. And so it's something that is a huge thing. And it wasn't like that years ago. And so you get some older folks and some practice owners who may have a higher income who just don't understand that the game has changed over the last several years. And you also get the folks on the other side of that argument who are looking at the opportunity cost of not paying off the debt. I've actually seen comments of on a celebratory post where they say, oh, there's not really as much to celebrate here as you might think because you took that time and you could have invested it in the stock market and made such and such percent, you know. Uh, <laughs> so you get actually arguments on both sides. And the thing about it is that personal finance is personal. And so we're all making decisions based on our debt to income ratio. We're all making decisions based on our careers and our lives and what makes the most sense for us. And financial success doesn't look the same for everyone. Yep. I like to share my story because I'm a household of two veterinarians who student debt, but 
Earlier, you were talking about 2012 when student loans started changing, tuition started to increase, and I was in my second year, I guess. So I graduated in 2014, so I was in school during that time. My school was increasing tuition about 6 to 8% on a yearly basis. I started, you know, again, I'm just giving numbers that I think they're right. I think I started at 35K a year and finished at 45K a year. So it just kept evolving. And now with student loans, same thing. You know, I have a plan for my student loans. I have a plan for my wife. And we're actually changing that plan as we go because things are changing. Again, the salaries start increasing. Hey, maybe it makes sense to pay the student loans off. We really like the income-driven repayment strategy. But again, due to the changes in salary, we might change our plan on that. And clearly, that's a personal decision because it's personal finances. In my case, I see it as family finances. But uh, yeah, certainly one person can give you a good recommendation, but that might not be the best for you. Yeah, absolutely. And so in celebrating the group, the other thing that we have done over the past few years and certainly plan to do more of is we've hosted some events. So we've had Facebook Lives with Grace Kim and Phil Zeltzman, and then, of course, with Willie as well. And those have been about the Vet Financial Summit. They've been about student debt. They've been about contracts and budgeting, things like that. We recently had a webinar that was co-hosted with Student Loan Planner, where we talked about everything you need to know about student loans right now. So that's something that we did recently. So we can put a link to that in the show notes as well. And certainly hosting the Veterinary Financial Summit is always something that we mention on the group and something that we have done over the past three years. And that's a virtual event and we're planning to do another one next year. Certainly anyone listening, whether you're in the debt-free vets group or not, if you have an idea of any Facebook Live or webinar or other event that you'd like to see us do, certainly contact us and let us know. And, you know, once again, that is the debt-free vets group and Facebook. You know, if you haven't joined, there's 11,000 vets or future veterinarians in that group. So again, a great resource there. Meredith mentioned in passing the student loan planner. That is about the only company that we promote in the group. So, you know, and it's for a reason. We definitely have vested them. I have used their services. So if you have any student loan issues, we do have a referral link to give you a little bit of a discount for that. So that's pretty important. And for those of you that say, I don't know where to find resources, there is a group called the Veterinary Financial Summit which holds a summit every year to teach about personal finances and practice finances, but also has a website with a lot of resources in it. So again, there are definitely resources out there. You just have to seek for them. Yeah, and veterinary specific resources. And so we'll put links to all of those in the show notes. But the easiest way to find the group in Facebook is just to go to the search bar and type debt-free vets. And the link to that group will come up. And so feel free to join us there. So yeah, so for everybody, you know, we are the moderators for the Deaf Free Vets group in Facebook. So feel free to reach out to Meredith, Chris, or myself, Willie, if you have any questions or any comments. We also do anonymous posts 
it is a safe space. So we rather you post us yourself because people do tend to ask great follow-up questions and we much rather have you answer those questions to get more detailed and better recommendations for your post. Yeah, absolutely. And that's part of the whole point is for us to have a safe space to talk about money. And money's not a taboo topic. Chris, thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, take care and continue your path to financial success. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a legal or financial professional before making any investment decisions.